Flag number 17 in 2017. I'm Kellyanne Conway, and this is AFL Alternate Facts. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I seem to have been hacked. Uh, welcome back to the Big Footy Blues podcast, our first for 2017. I'm ODN, and joining me tonight, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, are our stalwart, Shandog. Hey, ODN. Hello, everyone. I love that 17 and 17 thing, by the way. That's... Yeah. Someone needs to put that on a T-shirt. Fake news, fake news. Um, <laughs> HBF, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How is everybody out there? Um, I, don't know I think they all said that good, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a couple of debutantes on the panel tonight. Oh, God's going to have some fun with these people. Um, <laughs> we have Blue and Silver. How do you do? And we have, we have <laughs> reigning uh, Rookie of the Year, Blue Gun. Welcome. Thank you for asking me along. Surprised to be sitting here. You were railroaded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we've got a lot to talk about being the first podcast of 2017 because it's not really uh, pre-season, it's post-season for our AFL women's team. So no further ado, we'll launch into our girls' talk. Shut up and sit down. So, folks, uh, girls talk now. Forgive me for the names. I know we're talking about our women's team and it can be a bit belittling. We thought of all sorts of things. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Uh, Blue Gum came up with an interesting one, and uh, I don't think I'll repeat that just for the uh, (laughs) sensitive ladies out there. And um, I don't know. I was going back doing a bit of racing. Footy girls, footy girls, footy girls. My love, my love. But we won't do that. Uh, We'll let Jandal take care of that. What I want for you people on the boards is to actually come up with a snappy title for our AFL women's segment. Um, granted, our season is over, so we probably won't be using it for a while, but uh, that gives you all year because I know how sucky people are. Okay. Um, and any, whoever Whoever's name we choose, we'll mention it on the podcast in you know, not so denigrating terms. And you um, get a free T-shirt number 17 and 17 on it. Look, yeah. Carlton, one of the pioneering teams of the AFL WWE season, uh, we opened the season... Uh, against our arch rivals Collingwood at uh, Princess Park, and what a night it was! Um, look, just going over the season as a whole, our season finished up yesterday. We've had three wins, three losses, and a draw. Quite even. The percentage was quite good. We didn't lose by too many. Um, few injuries and so forth. But I want to start, I want to throw this over to Blue Gun for a start because she's been heavily involved on the boards uh, with the AFLW board and um, and talking about our girls. Um, how did you find the first season? Uh, it was great. That first game in particular was fucking awesome. <laughs> filling, filling Princess Park with both Collingwood and Carlton supporters and people there just to support the women's comp was it was just sensational. 
and then to see him play and crack in, like I think it was medium size red on the board, just game day discussion from Sunday, said they just did the jumper proud. It was great. I love your work on the boards too, by the way. Well done for that with all those previews and everything. <laughs> it's hard, actually, to get the time, isn't it? I hadn't realised how much effort people put in each week. So, oh, It's all what worth it had... for that paycheck. <laughs> what you, yeah, what you hadn't realised is once you actually go and start doing something, everybody else sits back yeah. to let you do it the rest of the time. Oh, so, yeah. so <laughs> you, you, you actually open a can of worms. Here. It's called performance um, punishment. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of names to talk about in the team. Um, we we had a we won our first couple of games, not, none better than our first game against Collingwood, mm. but um, we, we we won those two games and we then we started having some close losses. We had a bit of an injury, or a couple of injuries, one key one, um, and uh, we sort of fell away a little bit early on. It looked like we were going to be one of the teams in the grand final for sure. Mm. But uh, where do you think? I mean. As far as that side is structured, what do you think the strengths and weaknesses of the side are? Well, anyway. it looks like uh, as when Bry Davy went down, like it, the structure down back really suffered from that. Yeah, that was a pretty obvious one, wasn't it? She's got to be probably one of the, the, the top five, if not top three sort of players in the AFLW for sure. And so when she went down, it was a massive hole. Um, for mine, I reckon, I think going tall was, I think we we're a lot taller than all the other teams on average. And I think it was an interesting choice, but what we lacked was the pace in the midfield. So I think those taller players at either end were really, really effective. But what mm-hmm. we didn't have to sort of counterbalance that or, you know, to, to balance the, the, um, the scales on that one was, was some really pacey midfielders like Adelaide and Brisbane have. That was probably yeah. the difference. Yeah, that was the thing I, sp- I spotted as well. I think we've got a really, really tough midfield, some real tough nuts in there that really crack in. So um, the likes of Arnell and Loins and um, Sarah Hosking. Um, and um, uh, Shay Audley, um, those sort of players, uh, even uh, Nat Exxon when she was uh, before she got injured, um, they they really crack in. But you know Exxon's probably the only one there that has a bit of pace. Yeah, and she um, got injured. Yeah. So yeah, she sucks. got injured, and then we sort of fell away after that. So, but it, not just the lack of pace, but also um, the, the probably probably the short passing, the skill level. Mm. Um, and, 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 and spotting up the right options. We've only got a few girls that have those that uh, really good uh, kicking efficiency. Anybody, uh, anybody uh, aside from Bree Davies, really stand out for you guys? I think Darcy. Darcy. The obvious one. Yeah. 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 Was it the goal kicking medal in the end? Um, Fourteen she kicked. Yeah, yeah, she won in the end. I'm pretty sure I saw an article about that. She finished on top. I think the only threat was from a Brisbane player who didn't. Uh, only might have kicked one or two. Um, I, I particularly liked. Um, Hardiman, before she went down as well, unfortunately. She was a yeah. big rock in the back there. And Downey, uh, Ruckman, was brilliant. I reckon she was probably the best in the comp. I really like um, Jacobson as well. I mean, she probably doesn't... I don't think she gets the gets the ball as, as much as the others. But um, I think when she when she does get it, particularly in the second half with her sort of athletic background that she mm, yep. gets her own. So um, I even bought her badge when uh, we played <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wearing that to round one. And yeah. Hosking was great too. Her run was pretty good. Yeah, oh, I enjoyed what she played. Yeah. She's and it'll be great when her twin sister gets on the field next year. She's uh, she's absolutely fearless. Oh, one of them were too. Like, mm. like when you watch the game, like it was, they just hit so hard. It's like harder than some of the fucking men do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to mention what? loins too for Jabba. 
because she was like head over the ball every game for 60 minutes. Yeah, Loins, Loins and Hosking, the terrible twosome in the mid, midfield yeah. as far as they're, they're, the, they're the Bash sisters. So you know, we used to have our Bash brothers with uh, Robinson and um, and Tommy Bell at one stage. But uh, those two, um, they hit hard and often. Um, Jacobson's only 23, nearly 24. Uh, we've got plenty of years left, I reckon. We're going to be very, very strong going forward, but we just have to add that pace. I was just going to say, and get more an even contribution because you can see it comparing the stats yeah. from other teams. There's a there's a higher possession rate across um, yeah. the teams. So. We were playing yeah. more. We were playing more of that the, the play on and long kicking game, and yeah. and, and, and highly contested. By the end of it, that, yeah, I think the opposition were just setting up behind the ball. Um, waiting for that in the end, and we're just blasting away. So, even like yesterday's game, I heard uh, heard commentator saying, you know, they need to lower their eyes. Um, You've taking you know, tips from the men's team, that's all. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, yeah. they're probably they're probably playing how they watch the men train. Um, so, <laughs> bad well, move. Calvin, bad Calvin has been bombing, bombing it long to the square for twenty five years now. <laughs> Not to stop. <laughs> You sound, oh, like, uh, you sound like thylacine there. He says exactly yeah. the same thing. <laughs> Every week. Great yeah. lines. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think oh, it's oh. Um, uh, absolutely brilliant to, to be a, a part of, get to witness the first season of the top-tier women's competition. So yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, even once the shine of all of that sort of wore off after the first couple of weeks on it, it was still such a great thing to watch and support. Um, I, I got to one game, which was awesome, the Adelaide and Carlton one that we, we so nearly won. Um, yep. And I had the best time there, just even with the crowd. I've been to a lot of footy games over the years, and I can't remember the last time there was such a friendly atmosphere and everyone was enjoying the football together. I had little. I brought my family. I had um, Adelaide supporters buying my little two-year-old girl merchandise to try and like crows merchandise to try and like convert her <laughs> over. So you know, besides me setting that on fire on the side of the ground and, and <laughs> telling them to die in a hole, I mean, it was a great day. Maybe and I went to the. Well, we planned to go to the double header down at um, Casey, um, and we actually only lasted for the. We only really stayed for the ladies' game. Uh, we didn't. We didn't stick around for the guys' game. We actually seemed to be more interested in the, in the watching the AFLW. So we actually left, and came home and watched the Melbourne game on TV. So I think the men's I'm team actually... were also feeling that way. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were speaking of the JLT season, so that's uh, that's a nice segue to go into our next segment. So uh, let's discuss Carlton's preseason. I'm just going to leave that one blank because you didn't even get a title. It's just going to be like three seconds of, of blank and then me saying I'm just going to leave that blank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Shandog's going to leave that blank. And that's much, that's, uh, <laughs> fitting tribute to our preseason, that will be left blank. Um, <laughs> if they're not going to put in effort, I'm not putting in effort. Oh, look. Guys, we've got, we've got to discuss it. We, we did this last year, our pre-season, well, although we showed a lot more last year, last year's pre-season, but um, we've lost all our three pre-season games. Uh, we were vaguely competitive in one of them. Uh, the second one we didn't care about. We didn't play a strong side at all. Um, is, it, <laughs> is there anything to talk about? Did we get anything out of it? Uh, I think uh, Pickett's worth talking about. Yeah, Marchbank also impressed, I reckon. And, and I McCready. Think, yes. Yeah, yeah, McCready was good. That, the surprise. That was a surprise, yeah. Uh, Weedering forward. 
Yeah, yeah I hope that happens. I kind of expected it. Yeah. Like, I, I was kind of in the back of my head, I was thinking, like, they're going to try it at some point. So I, I was like, I was surprised to see it in a preseason game. I think I was surprised at how well it worked. But do you, do you reckon they're going to do it in the, in, in the season proper? Because I'd, I personally would like to see it, and it's, I think it's splitting a lot of people. What do you reckon? I reckon you have to at this point. Like, who, who are we going to play forward? Like, it's, it's Jones or Jax? Like, like, that's... It's not a very good choice, you know what I mean? Oh, don't don't so, forget, you know, old Deadeye uh, Casbolt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, he, he takes the mark every time and shanks every time. So, like, what are we supposed to... Oh. Was I, a, I love uh, you, Levi, I really do, but Christ. It <laughs> <laughs> was a new user uh, signed on to Big Footy, um, Paul, was one of the moderators said, uh, might have to change that username. It was a new uh, poster called Shit Kicker um, <laughs> that came on. And he said, and he, and he posted on the mods board, moderator board. Um, we might have to do something about changing that username. And I said, "Oh my God, God, Levi finally admits it, and you're still giving him shit." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, poor old Levi. Um, but you know, Casbolt up forward. You only need the big one. Kerno's got a big body; he can play up there. Um, and you know, we might go back to having some a couple of small forwards by the sounds of it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, one thing's painfully obvious is that Harry McKay, uh, McKay, McKay is he, which one is he? McKay or McKay? He's McKay. He's a McKay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's nowhere near it at the moment. He's, uh, yeah. He's got a long way to go. To be expected, though, really. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what he's looked like in the um, in the under-18s as well. Like, it, it was kind of a flash in the pan, like, you know, five minutes of gameplay worthwhile and then nothing else. So what do you guys think of our actual strategy overall with the JLT? Because, I mean, I reckon it was pretty clear that wins weren't high on the priority with that and it was more about, well, other things, Whether depending on what sort of perspective you take on it. Is, is, what, would the, that... what were the other things, though, Shandon? Were you just talking about positionally? Because I didn't see the game plan really. Well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I mean, played generally we're playing the younger guys out of position as well um, and... I don't know if it seemed like from the coaching box when when something was happening like a team got a run on the coach. I don't know whether it was perhaps that they they stood back and said no, you guys need to learn how to sort this out or something, or leaving it to the on field leadership to try and to deal with things because they didn't make too many changes and say all right, let's stop this, let's change the game style. I don't know. It seemed like it was very hands off. Who is our game changer? I mean, apart from apart from Cripps, as far as being able to arrest something like that and get and get angry. I mean, well, I mean, well, I'll give you, I'll give you the quick example. To. I'll give you the quick example, right? Against St Kilda, um, they how many times did they uh, break through the zone that we had, and then just had little cheap um, handballs over the top, or two or three Saints players running into an open fifty and raffling off a goal? It happened at least a half a dozen times, I reckon. And you'd think after the first couple, there's there needs to be a message from the coach there. You're pushing up too high. We need to drop another one back or something along those lines. But it just didn't happen. Yeah, my memory's a bit hazy, but I don't think we ever played a loose man back, did we? We just we that, had that zone sort of whole ground zone thing that we play. Yeah. No extra, no extra back though, as far as I can tell. And I'm, this isn't trying to put a slight on like bolts. I'm just saying that it seemed like we weren't really going out there and putting our our you know number one number one team on the park, obviously, but also yeah. strategy wise, we were a bit sort of eh. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but it, it also. I'm worried about our midfield again. It, most of that happens because the, mid, mid, the midfield isn't working hard enough. Our, our backmen, our defenders will cover their man, but it's the midfielders, opposition midfielders streaming through that zone. Um, and our guys are flat-footed. 
slow to react. You know, they're just not reading the play or whatever. We don't have enough pace in there. Um, so... I guess you can't yeah. really expect youngsters to take on board that instant coaching sort of, okay, you need to be running backwards quicker and sort of stuff where older players that we didn't play probably would be better at identifying that and adjusting the game real quick. Yeah. I mean, I think one of our best defensive runners apparently is Cunningham. Like, I mean, you like the pressure acts and the tackling, he, he does really well in that every time. So I don't yeah, know, maybe, maybe he does get a round one berth. That'd be nice. Well, it would be nice. I, I mean, I could think of players that he can play in front of, so it would be good to see. Um, the, the the big name for me that um, that stood out, who looks in smashing form, um, is Matthew Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, he did look good. He looks better than he has at the start of any season that I can think of. I feel so, like we um, say that every year. Yeah, but I think you've got to you've got to remember, big footy, big footy aren't sponsoring Matt the big fellow this year, so the monkey's off the back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> big, footy curse, big footy curse might be over. He's probably a Brownlow medalist. Yeah, yeah. If you love him, you let him go, right? <laughs> See, now he's not he's not worried about Ferris, but he's sitting hours. next to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apart from that, it's not much to. Uh, we saw Charlie Curnow in the middle a little bit, so that was that was good. I think, and uh, Lebois or Lebois's goal was pretty good. I, think, I believe it's pronounced Lebois. Lebois. Get me out for Lebois. <laughs> I think uh, Charlie Curnow and Cripps could actually be quite a devastating duo in the midfield. I think they played Charlie deliberately in the midfield against St Kilda just to see how he hold up and it was so noticeable when he and Cripps went off after at half time that mm. we just more or less a training run for St Kilda in that second half so I really liked what I saw of Kerno in the midfield and I wouldn't mind betting he might start there on um on Thursday night but look best 22 out of all that guys but you don't have to name your best 22 I'm just looking at looking at some of the contentious names um does a lot of people sort of uh, thinking that if we play the likes of Simon White, then we're not going anywhere. Has he done enough to be in the side up front and gradually maybe phase out during the season? Um, I wouldn't play him, though. I think he makes too many silly mistakes and gives away too many free kicks. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have him in my bed. He's, no he's probably got more aggro than anybody else in the side, though. He's a, bit, a little bit of our... Um, you know, enforcer and yeah, with walks with walks gone, walks yeah, yeah that's right. Fired up, but we, we don't have anybody like that anymore. So I mean, you, uh, I don't know. You kind of you maybe need it. Um, there might be a role for him in round one against Martin or something. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Too slow, surely though, because like yeah. Martin yeah. has that big burst pace. Like White will get burned. Mm. I wouldn't play White anywhere near Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you sort of you sort of wonder um, with our with our backline, we don't have you know we don't don't have Zach Tui anymore. Um, Sheehan's not ready to go. You know, Burns uh, still got half a season out. So you sort of that's the sort of yeah. You know, I've been trying to think about that. Like, who do you fill that halfback flank spot with? Like, um, because like if you run it with another tool, so like if you've got I don't know Marchbank and Weedering and then Doherty and and Simpson and Plowman. You got one spot left. Like you've got three tallish players there, and then you've got two runners. But you need that that third runner, right? Or you need that smaller player. Otherwise, the the smalls will get you by the balls. I was gonna say balls, <laughs> but I, I thought that. Not, not, not. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, in time, we've got a few to come into that. Bro. I mean, you know, obviously, Dylan Buckley could potentially play there, but we've done that before, and, you know, mixed results. Um, you know, the younger players like Williamson, you know, and I think we're probably looking to play, you know, we'll probably play one of um, Pickett or Petrescu Seaton when he comes in, um, maybe from the halfback, because we want to use that maybe that, the good skills, like in, like a in a Yaron type role, yeah. um, potentially. Um, but um, yeah, it's not really. You know, I'm just worried because they seem to want to be playing uh, Billy Smets there, and uh, Geelong fans said Billy's not bad. Just don't play him in defence because mm. that's what ruins it. And as soon as somebody comes to us with a reputation not being able to play in a particular position, that's exactly where we want to play them. So. Um, yeah, I, I, it appears to me he's got a bit of toe, but the kicking skills coming out of defence aren't too flash. And you know, when you start looking at Carriage and Smets and uh, Ed Kerno's gone backwards with his kicking skills again. He had a great year last year, but he's gone. He seems to have died off again. We've got a we've got a lot of players coming up half back and through the middle. They can't hit a target. I, I I put this in my best twenty two. Um, what about Gibbs at half back? Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Because I thought, you know, he's a good user of the footy, which is one which is one tick. And then I thought another thing was it actually gives our kids a bit more time in the midfield this year as like a development year. Yeah. See, you know, well, he's a Mr. Fix-It and he could do it. You know, he can be a general back there. But I don't know why we bothered to fight so hard to keep him if we, <laughs> if we weren't going to use him to allow their kids to develop properly in the middle, not just throw them in there. I'm not sure if he plays halfback all, all game. I'm just saying, like, if you want to if you want to develop guys like Charlie Curnow and Cunningham and SPS and, you know, a few others there to play through the midfield, it, it actually gives them that, that opportunity. I mean, I don't know whether if Gibbs will be at the club in 12 months anyway. So do you do you get Gibbs to play halfback until we get Byrne or Sheehan back? And this way it's a development year for our, our young mids. And if they are getting smashed... We can always move Gibbsy back into the midfield. But, I mean, I guess the worry is it's, it's like robbing Peter the pay Paul. I mean, like, because who are our clearance mids right now besides Cripps? I mean, it's Murphy. But like Murphy had like a three clear, like three average last year, average three clearances, and yeah. like Kerno, but Kerno's not like the person you want really with it in hand. Like no. carriage, like who else? No, no, yeah. Those guys don't get that. They don't average much as far as. Clearances. So Gibbs is our second best clearance player. Um, I do get that, but I mean, I take you back to this, the discussion we were just having about who who do we get to fill that other half back, and you don't want someone that can't kick. I reckon there's merit in it in the fact that I don't think Gibbs works very hard defensively anyway. So he's part of that midfield that lets the opposition through. Um, so he might be better suited cleaning up and um, and playing tall across across half backs. Because he, yeah. he can't play that role. Um, he certainly looked really good at times doing that role. Yeah, like, yeah. I've always so, wanted to see him play forward. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty decent if he was sort of a more of an attacking midfielder. Um, but we've he had kicked like eighteen this year, didn't he? I don't know how much he kicked. I know he kicked the ball across the Murray. That's a, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and. Um, I mean, apart from that, we've got Matty Wright, who's a goal-kicking midfielder, but, you know, that's 
he was just a bonus at the time. You can't expect that to happen much. I thought Reese yeah. Palmer might be that might come in and be that goal-kicking midfielder. But already I'm looking at him going, oh, turnover merchant. I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure about Palmer either. I, I, I suspect uh, he'll sort of start the year playing AFL, and I suspect by the end of it he won't be. And I see that for probably a, a few players as well that'll, that'll be the same. They'll start um, senior footy, but by the end of it, hopefully they're not. And we're, you know developing these kids yeah well that's yeah. that's what reese palmer was brought in for anyway i mean i'm sure he's under no illusions about it too some of these guys that we brought in um who are you know they're not they're not 30 plus year olds but they're in the twilight of their career clearly i mean you don't get traded for pick 170 billion um because you're a star <laughs> so i mean he's, he's coming in to help out our midfield and and sort of i don't know i guess just be a bigger older body then when we need it because when you start really looking down the list of players that we've got, especially when it comes to midfielders, they're all so young outside of, you know, Gibbs, Murphy, Kurnow, or even Cripps isn't particularly old. They need they need a bit of protection. We're not going to be able to have them all um, playing a solid full season of 22 games, uh, playing you know, 60% game time through the midfield. It just won't happen. So, I mean, going back to that sort of the whole discussion of does White play or does, you know, no one mentioned it, but a to- hot topic is Thomas. Does Thomas play? When you yeah. when you pick these best 22s, they really got to be against the opposition that we're playing, I guess. And yeah. so the Martin question is a brilliant one. We've got options, I think. If, if we need to, we can we can put someone um, like... Should we, uh, uh, should we move over to the next segment and discuss it? Oh, okay. No, fine. <laughs> Cut him off I'll, midway. I'll just go <laughs> myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, moving on, people. Um, it's time for pre-game pep talk. <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> <laughs> This Friday, this Thursday night at the MCG, seven twenty. It's Carlton versus Richmond, uh, traditional foe. Uh, who are playing? Season opener. Um, yeah, I mean, how have, I mean, how have Richmond travelled? Uh, not so much the preseason. I mean, they picked up Preskier and Caddies. They did bolster their midfield a bit. They lost Deladio, who was usually the barometer for them performing well. So um, they seemed okay in the preseason. Um, that doesn't count for much. They've obviously uh, won a preseason game or two, so there's their uh, there's their grand final. Uh, <laughs> about, but uh, oh gee, I see. I saw old KB. Um, what did he say he was going to do? He was going to wear a Carlton support uh, jumper for the rest of the year if we won it. So something like that. Yeah. And who was it? Matthew Richardson said if uh, if they don't win, he's going to quit the AFL media or something. God, I hope he follows through. Yeah, so there's a little bit of incentive. It's a little bit of incentive there, isn't there? So, um, yeah, these games generally have a bit of feeling about them, and as long as our guys come out with a, with a good attitude, um, you know, there's still a bit of rust around. We, we, we're in with a chance. But um, we were talking about um, Dustin Martin earlier. Um, who's who's likely to play on him, Chandler? Well, I reckon 
if it gets to the point where you need to actually put someone as a run with, particularly when he goes forward, I mean, Bolton might sort of just rely on the defensive structures that we have to, to pick up, you know, and, and repel any attacks that go forward. But if they try and isolate him or, or, or you know, bring him forward and, and have him one out with someone else, maybe it's not such a bad idea to have someone like Dylan Buckley if he's available to go with him. He's got the speed and the tenacity. Um, because as, as I think it was BNS said, you know, White is probably not quick enough. So outside of that, I mean, we don't have too many options in there. So it might be one of those things where we just have to cross our fingers and toes and hope that... Um, the back six do their job together. Yeah, mate, I mean, maybe it will be a Billy Smets because of the pace, because he probably had a little bit more strength than Dylan Buckley. And, uh, yeah, that's true. Strong. So in yeah. those one-on-ones, we just have to wear, wear the uh, possible butchering of the ball coming out or hope that, um, you know, the likes of Doherty are getting across to help him out as much as possible because he's very good at doing that. Um, you know, and we probably can wear somebody like that in, in those positions with the... I guess with those wiser heads stopping and Simpson back there because they, they you know, that's, that's two of our main leaders in the side. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad place to sort of get a little bit of support and, uh, and experience. Um, Alex Rance generally kills us um, and sets up, sets up their attack from the back line, um, especially, and, he, and it really plays into his hands that Carlton are a team that just likes to bomb, bomb the ball in. We don't um, we, we don't lower our eyes. We don't we don't lead very well. Um, you know we're sort of we probably going to be relying on a bit of ground ball, but uh, you know his strength in the in the air is going to be a real problem for us. But I don't know whether we play a more negating type tall forward on him. Yeah, I think definitely need to be smarter when we when we go forward because as you just said, it plays into Rance's hands when we just bomb it. I think we need to uh, you know chip it around a bit more, see if we can find sort of targets around sort of that 50-metre arc and, and you know, maybe try and get someone loose inside that forward 50 with some blocks and, and that. But, yeah, we can't we can't bomb it. Otherwise, Rance will just punch all night and just, you know, we'll find scoring very, very hard. I think we're just going to have to have that mindset of, of if they're putting pressure on us and making us try and kick the ball forward pretty quick is, is to sort of pull back for a second and then hold the ball up if we need to, try and hit some passes and get that movement through the middle. Which I don't think we've been really good at lately. Even last year, when when the pressure was on, we still resorted to that just kick it forward and hope sort of thing. And yeah. that that's what's going to kill us going forward. Yeah. Yeah, and even even when we do that, it's amazing how many times we're outnumbered on the ground. We don't seem to have players at the fall of the footy. It's, just, it's one of the and it seems to happen have happened at Carlton for as long as I can remember. Just bombing it in and then watch the opposition just waltz it out. It, it happens. It just happens time and time and time again. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I used to do the play drinking game. It was like every time there was a close-up shot and the like opposition outnumbered us five to three and then we kicked it forward and they outnumbered us at the contest two to one, have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. See if you can get to half-time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd be going if, you, <laughs> if you're going to try and get to half-time. Having said that, hopefully we, you know, pick it in the team and, you know, if um, Petrovsky Seaton plays and even if, LeBoy plays. I mean, that's how you say his name. Um, you know, we might have some small crummers finally that can, you know, at least half the ball there. So, but yeah, Mark, I, Smith, Mark Smith posted today and said that SPS wasn't going to play, um, but did say yeah. LeBoy's was. Yeah, I hope so. so. 
Oh, that that and I'd love to see Pickett too, especially because Pickett yeah. can play in the midfield. I reckon he'll be one that oh. plays a fair bit of time in there. You know, mostly forward, but a bit in the mid. He's a certainty. He's got to be a certainty. Surely. He's a complete lock to play on, on Thursday night. I would have thought absolute yeah. lock. Yeah. Um, just says for something different. Um, Sam Rowe seemed to be struggling in defence in the uh, in the preseason games. Um, I don't know if he lost a yard or not. And generally. People seem to think that uh, Levi Casbold is a better second ruck than than Sam Rowe, although Levi doesn't get many taps either. So, but I wouldn't mind seeing Sam Rowe as the um, up forward. Um, he's he's learned his craft down his down back, so he's going to bring the ball to ground every time. He's he's the one percent king, so he's going to work hard. He seems you know he he lost a bit of weight. He's got a bit of um, I guess chase down speed. Um, so, you know, so as tackle pressure, um, considering we don't have anybody up there who's going to take their couple of marks a game anyway and, and kick goals, if Levi takes three marks inside 50, he's going to kick one and two out of bounds on the full or you know, something <laughs> like that. But, but Sam Rowe is a great kick for goal. And Can he might only get it. He might get a free kick for over the shoulder or getting a, you know, his arms chopped or something like that. But he can get himself in front of the marking contest because he does it in defence. Um, and he he can use the body because he does it in defence. So he may get a mark, he may get he may get a free kick, but he's probably going to kick two goals straight out of that. And that's better than anything, any other tall forward we've got, you know, aside from if Wietering does play, but we still don't know that Wietering is going to be a multiple goal kicker. Um, you know, he, well, he, uh, Wietering's, Wietering's not fast off the mark, so he obviously needs to know where the ball's going, and that's a bloody hell of a challenge for our midfield. So, <laughs> but did he keep Rance honest? He'd, he'd do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He would because he's he's not going to get out marked too many times, Wittering, but you know, or or, or so not not as Rowe for that matter. But uh, and he's uh, a smart footballer too. Who's that? Um, uh, Wittering, very smart footballer. If he's mm-hmm. down there and playing on Rance, or more more realistically, Rance is playing on him. He knows that he wants to uh, negate Rance's rebound, and I think he he'd do that a little bit. He'd do a good job of that as well. So I think it's yeah. definitely an option to have Wittering play forward. I'd probably leave Rowe in defence um, and give some experience down there and with um, Marchbank and Plowman. Um, and I'd, I'd play Wiedering forward. I'd, I'd start him at full forward on Thursday night. Um, just, I, for, I think, or this is how I see it playing out. I think Rowe will probably, this will be his last year. I think we'll develop Wiedering this year between forward and back. Um we all know we all know Wiedering can play defence with his eyes closed, so there's no issue there. I think we'll play him as a predominantly as a forward this year. Uh, once Rowe retires, I think we might send him back, and then if we need to throw him forward, we can. So he's almost had a year in defence, a year a year forward. Um, I just I, I don't really like the idea of having three inexperienced defenders because I think that could really set us up for some massive losses. It might That's, just depend on whether there's a matchup available for him, you know, depending yeah. on what the line we come up against. Um, anybody else? I mean, uh, we desperately need Mark Murphy to have one out of the box. We need him to have a um, a great season and and and, and, a, and a, 
a good game because it seems when Murph is flowing, it's where the others are following. And well, even you know, um, even when we go back to round one last year, you know, we were right in the game at, at three quarter time, and I think. Look, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know because Murphy and Cripps were coming off an interrupted pre-season, you know, it didn't have much of an impact in that last quarter. Um, so, you know, if we can, you know, if we can stay with Richmond, um, I don't think we'll win, but I certainly don't think it'll be a, a blowout either. I, I, some, I see it somewhere between maybe a three and five goal margin their way. I've bought insurance by putting some money on Richmond so that when I'm mad that they won. What? Oh, I've done that like before. That, so you've got, out, a, you've got a positive feeling either way, but I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I'll, I'll pretty, just console myself with a small, very small cash prize. Uh, yeah, like if, if, if Richmond win, I hope you're fucking happy, Shandor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knowing my luck, they'll, they'll win by outside the margin that I tipped as well, so then I'll lose that cash it anyway. Won't be, it won't be Shandog shouts next week. It'll be everybody shouting at Shandog. So, <laughs> <laughs> has, has everybody sort of adopted a player for the year, somebody that they um, that they decides their favourite they're going to ride this year? Mm. Uh, HBF, try to come up with somebody other than Crips. We all, know, we all love Crips. <laughs> yeah, look, I'd probably uh, say Pickett, to be honest. I wasn't... I, I remember watching him as um, a junior and um, was somehow hoping he'd actually find his way to Carlton um, when he was taken to GWS. And I really wasn't sure what to expect from him this year, given his um, injuries and um, sort of lack of exposure to um, to AFL footy. But um, he's almost been the sort of surprise packet for me over the three games. So I think I'll, I'll be watching him. Um, pretty closely with um, just a sneaky half an eye on on young Patrick. See how he's uh, see him. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, now that HBF is off Krebs, I'll take him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bait and switch. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I did I, I did get some some joy at uh, draft time last year when I said uh, I'd like us to take Fisher with our second pick and uh, and old Jimmy. Said not a chance, not going to happen, and came out and you know, he had to eat uh, humble pie for a little while after that. So uh, I like to see young Fisher do well, but um, yeah, I think you know, I, I I just can't wait because we haven't seen him during the uh, the preseason games. Um, I just can't wait for young SBS to. Um, I keep forgetting he's in the team. I know because he haven't we haven't seen him. He's, he's played. Uh, he's, he played. Did he play one game of VFL? Like practice match or something? Yeah, that I, didn't I, even, seen I didn't even hear job. how he went. I didn't hear any reports on him. So, but all um, I read was that he got twenty posies and and did okay, but he wasn't sure whether he'd done enough to to get picked. Oh, okay. Good start though. Good to yeah, have him at yeah. least playing. Yeah, because I mean that's where we're going to really see. It's just adding a little bit of um, a little bit of skill. And in and, and geez, I really hope um, Cunningham comes on. Oh, that was mine. Shut that was up. yours? I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Yours got one in or two? Uh, no, no. My, I just, you know, there's a lot of players that um, are new to the club, obviously, over the last couple of years. Probably the one that I'm really keen to see whether he starts taking the next step is Cunningham because I think he's got all those physical attributes to be a great midfielder. And uh, now it's the second year, obviously. So he's the one that I'm going to keep a close eye on and, and really be uh, barracking for on an individual level, because I want to see him come good and really put some pace into our midfield. 
Who are you riding this year, Bluebell? Uh, SPS, Bluebell. I think. Um, he just sounds like he's got everything. So I'll wait, um, watching Piketty while uh, waiting for SPS. Can we, can, we, can we not say that, please? <laughs> yeah, and March um, Banks look really good too. He has. He's been yes. very impressive. Absolutely. Um, so what are our what are our picks for the uh, for the game on Thursday night and margins? HPS already said we're going to lose. Shandog's already bet against us. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, should I even my, ask them? <laughs> my heart my heart says we'll win by ten goals. Yeah. My, head, oh. my head disagrees. Where is Happy Food now? <laughs> 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 no, look, there is, I reckon there is an outside chance that we can win this game. Um, like They're obviously going to go into it as favourites for a reason. Um, yeah. I kind of, I'd like to see the teams before I made an actual call though, on that. Yeah. But um, look, you never know what will happen, especially with that first round factor. Um, they weren't that much of a better side than us last year. Um, you know, yeah. it could happen. And um, I, you know, I don't think it will, but uh, we could win. Mm-hmm. Well, I think things. we, I, I think we could win as well. I think a lot of things would have to go right for us. The the, the two players that worry me that we've already discussed, uh, Martin and Rance. I think if we can somehow keep both of them quiet and out of the game, you know, we've got a really good show of beating Richmond. But I can't see that happening. And I think, as I said before, probably somewhere between a three and five goal loss for us on, on Thursday night. Any idea which um, bloody Richmond no-name spud soon to be delisted is going to have an absolute star game against us this year? Well, I'm not, I don't even know what his name is, but apparently it's the guy that's basically got, that's got, is it Dan Butler, maybe, that's got speed to oh, yeah. who's debuting. So he'll probably kick five goals and have 25 possessions or something like that, knowing, knowing us. but um, And not have his contract renewed in two years, yeah. Correct, correct. Yep. So, <laughs> just as long as uh, just as long as Sean Brigg doesn't kick the winning goal, that'd be really that'd really just oh, that'd annoy me a lot. Blue Gummy, you're hedging your bets here. Who's going to win? Uh, I think Richmond, but I don't think that they've improved all that much from last year. So if mm. we went that close, I'm hoping for a for a sneaky win. Okay. Oh, I think we're going to win by four goals, so I'm pretty confident about that. So, um, <laughs> Before we go, before we sign off, we go in a while now, um, do we have any great predictions for this year? As far as the Carlton team goes, it doesn't have to be, it can be based on our whole season. It can be based on one player and what they're going to, what they're going to achieve for the year. But uh, what's, what's your big navy blue prediction? I think Charlie Kernow might just take the competition by storm in the second half of the year. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to put my hand up here. We'll let people behind the scenes for a little bit. I actually suggested this and then didn't think for a moment about what what I could say. Um, This is is standard fare every week, people. (laughs) Hey, guys, let's do this segment. It'll be great. And then, yeah. I can't believe you're actually doing that segment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who the hell listens to me? You go first, Blue Gum. I'll have a think. Shandong shots. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for a picket for the Rising Star. Wow. Oh, that was a good one. Can I have that one? <laughs> Shit. Um, I'll, right, I'll, you know what? I'll, go, I'll, no, you go. You go. I'll, I'll, do, like I'll, I'll, I'll do it, and I'm going to go picket as well, except it's going to be picket to kick 35 goals for the year. Oh. And the Rising I, Star. And the Rising Star. Well, if he does that, that, that he probably deserves it, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with... Uh, 
the the tractor is going to reassert himself. Well, possibly actually for the first time, assert himself as one of the best rucks in the competition by the end of the year. So That's I think with an injury-free run um, yeah. and just he's approaching that age now where if stuff comes together really well, then they can you can have a, just a out-of-the-blue brilliant season and just go up to the next step just out of nowhere for a ruckman. And I reckon Matthew Cruz is in that position right now where he can do that. Absolutely. I mean, I tossed up between the picket call and, and exactly what you said. So great minds and all that. Um, oh, right. he's, 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 he's set for a big one, finally. Hope so. All right. Um, we're all talked out. I think we talked about anything. Did anyone actually want to add anything else Blues related? Any little tidbits of news or anything to say? Uh, I got Kingswood's new album that came out in March, and that was very bluesy. <laughs> it was. It's like quite bluesy for Kingswood. Right. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a good time to leave the show. Um, all right. Thanks, man. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Why am I even on this show? All good record shops now. Um, uh, thanks for coming in, HPF. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Shandong. Get editing. Thank you very much. Awesome to be back, guys. Looking forward to it. And you. it was lovely you had you on board for the first time, Bluger. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, you've been had well and truly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, good, it's goodbye for me and go black, go baggers. Go blaggers. Go blaggers. Go blaggers. <laughs> it's the blue blaggers. <laughs>